Do you have a great idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? You need to know about Anchor.fm. Anchor has created tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Add songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never heard before. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so we can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Best of all, it's completely free. So take the first step. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This is a, a back in time of a back in time. This is like a summer special. Or a summer special. Edition. Yeah. Uh, I'm Martin Burgess. And I'm Dan Enriquez. So uh, we're celebrating the 27th anniversary of Mariah Carey. The debut, the debut. album. We've celebrated the 25th anniversary way... Way back, back in, in our early baby days as our, podcasters. Our debut. <laughs> it really was Era. our debut. Yeah. Oh, wait. No. Well, our debut episode was me i am mariah, mariah. album but yeah this was episode number four so this followed i can't believe we did another album so quickly i know after i, I forgot we even did it i didn't but oh because you mentioned it, i was like what are you talking about was i there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then i remembered like started doing my research and yeah 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 um it's it does seem like so long ago yeah. but when i went back and listened to the episode i was like i feel like i remember saying all of those things like they were yesterday oh really like parts of our conversation yeah. i remember them very clearly and i hadn't listened back to that one i don't think ever well for me other um, than like you know putting like you know whatever the edit in yeah see i don't listen to the album and i wasn't following it in real time when it came out so it's right. just not in my brain yeah no, I, I understand that. I like, remember it being a learning a learning experience doing that episode for me. Because I didn't know a lot of that stuff. Oh. Well, it is very... I mean, the, you know, the fascinating story behind the whole debut is really how she became signed mm -hmm. and, you know, the things like, you know, uh, the last minute edition of Love Takes Time to the album. Yeah. And those things we did talk about. So we did cover those. But we really didn't go in-depth yeah. into a lot of the album cuts right you know what i mean like yeah. all alone in love and prisoner and all of that like mm -hmm. didn't we couldn't be bothered apparently <laughs> but that's why we're doing this so we can like give each little moment a you know it's its own it's a new moment new moment well but but what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk a little about the album and then we're going to flash back and play you a portion of our first Mariah Carey album episode. Episode. And so. back then we were called the Lamley Meeting. Oh, girl, we were Lamley Meeting out. We were all about it. And this was part of, this was the Lamley Meeting section. Right. It used to be like a separate segment. Yeah. I know a lot of you have been listening to us for a long time, so you know this and you've been through the transition with us. <laughs> we are here on the bright side of things now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, li listening. Oh, my God. And our theme music. I know. Oh, intro. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. Jesus. I played, I played it just today. I was like, oh, my God. What the fuck oh is this? Oh, my God. So embarrassing. <laughs> like when I tell people I have a podcast and they're like, oh, OK, I'll start from the beginning. And I'm like, actually, no, no, no. don't yeah. start from the beginning backwards <laughs> no don't do that you'll be wasting your time you'll probably turn us off immediately uh start somewhere towards the end yeah the newer episodes are really where it's at oh no. gosh yeah Let's start with rainbow how about that but then we we're saying this, this is probably what mariah feels when she hears her early albums it's, like oh my like, god oh my god dreadful is that what i sounded uh, like yeah what so i, I get it thinking? i get it but anyway so we're throwing out <clears throat> I'll mess in too. 
Yeah, but we're doing a refreshing of the debut. 27 years of Mariah. Hashtag that one, bitches. Yeah. That's so crazy. I mean, even Mariah tweeted the other day about the anniversary, which was really cute. Well, what's crazy, in three years, it'll be 30. That's insane. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely insane. 30? Mm -hmm. I can't even. I can't. I really can't because yeah. then I'm going to be real old. <laughs> I'm going to be 30. Yeah, something. I'll be 30 something. We'll be 30. I'll be 38. Eight. And hard. I do remember, I guess, I mean, that makes total sense because I know I was eight years old when I first heard her. Yeah. And all this time later, here I am. It's so crazy how time flies. Still talking about it. Still. <laughs> still can't shut the F up about her. <laughs> But man, going back, looking at the musical landscape of what was happening back in 1990, Mariah really did make a splash. Hmm. You know, because what did we have? We had Paula Abdul. Madonna. Madonna. Um, probably like Guns N' Roses or something. Whitney Houston. We had Whitney. Um, but Whitney wasn't, I don't think she, well, she came out with that one album, I'm Your Baby, tonight. Yeah. Celine Dion. Celine Dion was, was starting out big there. I mean, it, a lot of music was changing towards the end of the 80s into the 90s. Mm -hmm. It's a very transformative part, and Mariah got in there right at the right time. Yeah. Well, and she, we followed music from, like, the 70s. It was like a funk disco sound. Pop music was like a funky disco. Mm -hmm. Then it switched into the 80s kind of electronic-y, cheesy pop sound. Right. And then the 90s was just coming out as, like, this hybrid. I can't even right. describe what 90s sounds like. Just, like, pop. Yeah, but, like, really good pop Good music. pop, yeah. It, like, cleaned up. Yeah. There was a lot of good stuff going on. But then th then came, like, you know, TLC was, like, 1992. Mm -hmm. And then, like, the grunge came through, mm -hmm. Nirvana. And then, I mean, and but through all of those big musical changing of style genres in the 90s mariah pioneered all of it like she was still at the top no matter what genre was big in the particular you yeah. know era yeah of the 90s she was always at the top yeah and it all started with this album yeah a great album great album i I'm really glad that she does these songs in Vegas now, but I, if she were to pull out one of those other songs that wasn't a single, yeah, that would really be amazing. If she were to perform one song from the debut that she has not done live, Martin, what do you think? It, what do you think you would want to see from the debut? Yeah, there's so many options. Mm. I think there's a lot of things that she could do. She could take certain songs like Prisoner. I was and say prisoner. sort of make it modern. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. She can modernize that, and it would be great. I kind of like The Wind. Okay, well, The Wind is actually on oh, the second emotions. album? Oh, no. <laughs> See, all the same thing. <laughs> well, here's another crazy thing. The debut album came out in June, June 12th, 1990. Yeah. And then, literally, within a year and a half, Emotions was already out. Right. And then, seven Unplugged. months after that, Unplugged yeah. was out. So there was so much, it, like yeah. the beginning of Mariah's career was very heavy in releases. Yeah. Like that's insane. Nowadays, it's the complete opposite. Like we barely get any releases. Well, I think that's why she's faltering is that there's such big gaps between releases. People are just forgetting and momentum is lost. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't. I know she's older now. She's proven herself. She's, mm. you know, had her success and now she's a mother. So I get she doesn't have to release an album every year. That's just not feasible. Yeah. But you can't wait six years. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? They're forgotten. You, done. Mm -hmm. Three years maximum. Mm -hmm. You need a new album out. Mm -hmm. You just you have to. Mm. Because that first year and a half is you promoting and doing singles and all of these things that the next year and a half you're creating the next album. Mm hmm. But I mean, when, when 2013 yeah. was her last album? 13. 14. 14. It was 14. 14, wasn't it? 14. That's why we're hungry for an album now. Yeah. Big time. Um, what else happened with this album? I'm surprised they didn't do a special edition, re release, something. Yeah. 
Well, hopefully by the time this album becomes 30 years old, they'll want to do something with it. Well, they need to start Like now. a box set. They need to start now so they can get shipped in it, time. It, it, yeah, before <laughs> July 3rd. Yeah. 2008. 20. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, the whole thing, okay, things that we did not talk about in our original episode, mm. I want to touch upon. Okay. Because, you know, it, it was, that episode wasn't fully realized. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the artwork. We didn't even talk about it. Oh. It wasn't even on our notes. Really? No. I don't, at least not when I listened back to it, but I skipped a couple parts because I was like, you know, skip, skip, skip. Yeah. <laughs> Bitch, I don't have I don't have an hour to listen to this. Not today. <laughs> Not today. Um and I added in new clips. So when when we do our flashback, there are like some some clips that I've added in there that will help oh, cool. sort of um move the story along. Oh good. So you'll I'll hear that. that. You'll hear that. Well, because maybe I'll learn something. Yeah. Well, no, because you already learned it, but it'll just be oh, cute. Okay. It'll just be cuter. All right. I cutened that it up. Fun. I cutened it up. Um, the artwork. Artwork. The cover. So she's standing in front of that 90s backdrop of like, it looks like mall photo shoot. Yes. Or like, you're like when you're middle grade yeah. photographs, they yeah. just do like that plain backdrop. Yep. But that worked so perfectly because... Just the iconic. Well, let's good. okay. Let's not talk about the cover this because this is the iconic microphone photo shoot. Oh, which one are you talking? Which one? I wanted to talk about the cover, the close up of with the bitch's hair. Oh, that's oh, the cover of the oh, album. Oh, with the mic. <laughs> There's no mic in it. The cover of the album is just her face, Martin, and she has one strand of hair coming over. Oh, that one. Yes, okay. yes. You know the cover of yeah. the album. <laughs> oh, I don't have the cover, so it's like in my computer. So oh. I'm like looking at the artwork. No, yeah, the the cover I think right. is really well done. Mm-hmm. It ju- it shows you who she is. It's simple. Yeah, I love the hair moments. It's kind of in the vein. Fast forward to charm bracelet. Well, yeah, I think yeah, I think she did a lot of up close face. I mean, look at let's look at all of her album covers. Up close faces, mm-hmm. debut, mm-hmm. music Daydream. box, Daydream. Daydream. Did that have yeah. a close up or was it like no? The it was full a close body? up. Yeah, fantasy it was the close was up. Body. Yeah, fantasy was the full body mm-hmm. album cover. Was close up charm bracelet mm-hmm. close up. Um, there's some Mia Mariah's with that close up. Look. Yeah, the Mia and Mariah like a di- special edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she loves a good close up. I mean, she's beautiful. So I love a, a good close up of her face. Mm-hmm. So I'm I was very happy with that. I remember Mariah telling a story once. I think it was like during MTV something. Tabitha Soren was interviewing her, and she handed her a copy of the debut CD, and she's like, "What do you think when you look at this?" And mm. she was like, "Well." To be honest, my nephew told me I look like George Washington. George Washington? George Washington. And now I have a complex about it. (laughs) (laughs) So she probably hates that cover. How old was the nephew? I guess he really. I think it was Sean. And I think he he had to be 12. Something, yeah. 10, yeah, something like that. But yeah, I don't see George Washington, but apparently he did, and it gave Mariah a complex. Now I need to look at it closely. Yeah, yeah. but the other photo that oh, is... Oh, that photo. Yes, yeah. that one. Yes, you know, oh, that one. I know, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of other great photos that were taken during um, that era mm-hmm. um, of just for the, the debut album. And her with the microphone in the green background, that is like... The iconic one. Iconic. Like, everyone knows that photo. Yeah. Everyone. Mm -hmm. And I love that they kept it really simple like that. That was a great, clean introduction visually for her. Mm -hmm. Because it was was a mesmerizing photo. Because, you know, because like we were just saying how, what the music culture was. Like, her with that old school microphone in that thing sort of gave us, like, harkened back to good old soul 70s right or even 60s mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah very billy holiday if you will but modernized yeah and so like that's what they were selling selling right do you know during her whole debut era she really didn't go on any talk shows it mm. was all just images mm-hmm. it was all images it was all the performances it was the arsenio halls it was all of those things yeah. i don't think i think she did do jay leno but I think it was a quick interview. 
Right. You know what I mean? And that was sort sort of more towards like the end. She would do like a little Good Morning America here, a little this, but it wasn't like huge, crazy big. Mm -hmm. She would do like, you know, yeah, two minute story um, on entertainment tonight. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, I know all of those things, but she didn't really do. She wasn't doing the Barbara Walters. Like an owl Oprah. You know, she wasn't doing those things. Right. She was on Oprah during her thing because she did a whole show on the Grammys. Yeah. And she performed If It's Over and... And was she wearing that red dress? Vision of Love. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With Amy Grant. Yeah. Remember Amy Grant? There's a bunch of people on. Yeah. And uh, some other people. But yeah, that was all for the Grammys. So um, this... This photo shoot where she's holding the microphone mm-hmm. in the black dress. I was just watching a YouTube video and she was talking about when she sang the national anthem at the basketball right. the debut era, and she's wearing that dress. She's wearing that because she didn't she have had, any dresses. That's, it. that's all she had. She had when she says she had one tiny black dress. That was it. Bitch wasn't lying. Yeah, bitch was not lying. Isn't that funny? <laughs> How things have changed. It is. It is. It's so crazy. Now she has a million uh-huh. and a million shoes, mm-hmm. but she worked hard for her shoes so can't even get crazy on that um but anyways do you want to go into the flashback and then we'll come back afterwards and we'll wrap it up yeah so guys enjoy um our flashback summer series moment i guess yeah a re-moment a re yeah a re <laughs> a re-moment okay. enjoy Lamely Media. It's time. It's time again. Here we are. Now, we're going to get straight into it, Martin. Mm. You're not a fan of the album. I Listen, I don't think it's a... There's a difference. Pay attention. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's a bad album. It just doesn't connect to me the way modern Mariah connects to me. I get that. I'm, I'm down with that. But, yeah. I mean, I think for me, I I connect with it for if nothing else just the nostalgia aspect of it mm. like because i remember listening to that as a little kid and i mean that's why like you know i i, I just i love it yeah i think it, it speaks volumes in her career it's not my favorite mariah album for sure mm-hmm. but it definitely definitely holds holds up and i love it yeah you know i listened to a um, a few times a long time ago and just never felt the urge to put it on again. Uh, I played it a couple of days ago to research right. for this episode. And you're st- great it's still, album it's still not touching you. Not, <laughs> but not even the singles? Not the Vision of Love? Not they're great. The, no, they're the all beautiful great. Love Takes Time? Listen, I'm into the Vision of Love again because she's been doing singing it with Infinity. Uh-huh. So that's right. kind of reinvoked it in me. Okay. But I'm just not crazy about oh it oh my goodness well i think I, a, listen i think a good comparison a uh-huh. good way to visualize this is farm caged eggs and free range eggs some people like both some people can't tell the difference i prefer free range <laughs> and this that's, album is caged mariah i like okay. free range mariah I, <laughs> that's a very good way to put it actually i totally understand i'm i'm not shaming you yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe. Uh, I mean, we're coming from two two different angles here. I really have a nostalgic love for this album, if nothing else. I mean, I also think um, it's it's uh, got some amazing songs on it. Yeah. Um, where I guess you you didn't have that nostalgic connection, and um, so that's okay. No, well, also in Australia, I don't remember it being a sensation when it came out. Right. Okay. Well, how? Where did Mariah? I mean, first really hit it in Australia. If it wasn't with the debut album, was the, it like Music Box or Daydream? My earliest memory uh, of Mariah coming into like the public sphere where I became aware of her was, I guess, Music Box Hero yeah. had come out, yeah. and we had a national tragedy at the time mm. with enormous bushfires, which really can wipe out huge areas of of the country so i think it was ash wednesday or something and so the hero became the theme song of the moment right okay because it's an ongoing like like the wildfires here yeah an ongoing process to get rid of it so it's not easy we gotta keep putting out that fire (laughs) (laughs) so hero was the theme song of the fire okay at the time and i think that helped her career in australia rise up okay 
All right. So I miss I, 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 I totally understand that. Those first few albums, I weren't even on my radar at the time. Right. Yeah, they were always there for me, though. Like, I remember them very, very specifically. Mm. I mean, and, you know, it's always very interesting when I come across, like, younger lambs mm. who are, like, 15, 16 years old, and they're like, oh, my God, I love Mariah and Lamb, Lamely, hashtag L for L, this, that, and the other. And I'm like, sweetheart, <laughs> baby, baby doll. You didn't exist. <laughs> you didn't even exist when Mariah was at the highest height of everything. Like, in the 90s, Mariah was everything like no one could touch her no one could touch her no you know and they tried to but and i love you little lammies out there i think it's amazing but i bet like (laughs) i'm not hating on you i i love it but i'm just saying i bet a lot of the younger lambs don't know about this album probably don't even know about this album Mm -mm. so i mean so i'm gonna give some of my nostalgic love and and uh, connection to this album in this meeting. So yeah. I hope, so I hope y'all understand. That. I really have zero memories of it. Yeah. I'm a 15 year old. Lamb. I know. I'm eternally 15. <laughs> eternally, you're eternally 15. Exactly. That's what it is. Oh my God. That would make me eternally 25 then. But that was a good age for me. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was 25, but I really looked like I was 19. So I, you know, I would go back to that. <laughs> now I'm over the hill and who knows. But I i mean, f- first of all, we got to get into the album because this is really, not only was this album like a success for Mariah and like it really brought her to the spotlight, um, but I think it also helped change the musical scope uh-huh. of, you know, what was popular and, and where music was going. I think it came out at a very um, transitional moment. Mm-hmm. Like, Prior to this, we only had people like Whitney out there. Right. You know, and that's why Mariah got so many comparisons to Whitney. It's very ballad heavy. It's very, well, it, it's very ballad heavy and it's also very, um, what do they call it? Middle of the road. Yeah. Like uh, contemporary. Right. It's, it's very that. Um, but I think that's okay. And honestly, if I had to say one thing about this album sort of in reference to maybe why you're not a big fan of it, I bet Mariah's not even that big of a fan of it. I don't think she is. Um, I think, you know, she loved it and her dream was finally coming true and she was doing it. But because she didn't have her hands in every aspect of this album, Mm. I don't think it's her favorite, which is why I think with the, with the Vegas show, when she was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to sing someday again. I just don't know about it. Yeah. I think she hates (laughs) those songs. I, I just don't think she, again, she probably doesn't have that close connection with them because when she was first signed, they took her music uh-huh. and they put it in hands of like 20 other million people of the label, of the, of the, label, of the producers that she was paired with. Because I, one of the main things that I remember when this album, you know, and even looking back on it now, like Mariah was, she said, Oh, you know, I, I like this, blah, blah, blah. But like, for instance, she would have said, Oh, with vision of love, I would have done it a little bit of a different way, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. Because she was sort of forced to work with other people. Yeah. So just to give a little backstory for you guys who don't know, like... Oh, wait. Do you remember that scene in Glitter when um, the brat and the friend get axed from the video clip? And she says, the label makes these these decisions. (laughs) It's true. It's true. And of course, that moment had to be in there because... Okay, so start from the beginning, blah, 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 Mariah High School, she's writing, she's writing. We'll try to make this real short, um, but a little backstory because her, um, you know, she was doing like uh, demo sessions and recording sessions just for whatever. Yeah. Like, I think her brother got her a couple like recording gigs or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and through working with some of those people, she uh, ran into one person who then ran into who introduced her to a guy named Ben Margulies. Mm-hmm. They then started working together on all these records, writing, most, producing. Most of the songs on the first album all were ben. written yeah. with Ben and Mariah, yeah. like in the woodshed. Yeah. The woodshed with the the uh little Casio, little keyboard, Casio whatever. keyboard, whatever their little makeshift studio was, and that's where she recorded her demo. Mm-hmm. Which then of course famously got into the hands of Brenda K. Starr after her singing backup for Brenda Kay and then Tommy Matola, Cinderella story, fairy tale, blah, blah, blah. Well, what happened for me is um, basically I was singing um, at the age of four. My mother was an opera singer, and I always knew that I wanted to be a singer. But um, it was really when I got into high school and I met um, 
through um, my brother actually paid for a demo for me and I met uh, my songwriting partner uh, Ben at the time and we wrote a bunch of songs together and right after high school I moved into Manhattan and I um, started looking for a record deal and it was really hard much harder than I expected I waitressed and I co-checked and I did everything a bunch of odd jobs and finally I um, became a backup singer for um, a girl named Brenda K. Starr and she really really helped me out was very supportive of me and um, she introduced me to um, some people at the Sony label, which was NCBS. Mariah got signed, yeah. and her writing partner, Ben Margulies, was essentially axed out. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're going to get credit, but you're not going to produce these. Mariah, you're not going to produce these. We We're own just her gonna, now. We own her now. We're just going to do what we want with, yeah, Mariah, you can write the melody and lyric all you want, but we're pairing you with these specific, you know, of the moment top top dog producers, you mm -hmm. know, and I don't think Mariah was a big fan of that, obviously. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you look at every album after that, mm -hmm. she was labeled as producer yeah. and she was even nominated for a Grammy as producer of the year for Emotions, uh -huh. uh, which was her album right after. Uh, her debut. But you can't blame her because she's like an 18-year-old girl. She's an 18-year-old girl and she's like, you know, okay, I got this. She's like, okay, this is how it works. I, My hands are tied. I guess this is what I have to do. Mm -hmm. You know, so poor Ben Margulies got the axe. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I don't know. I don't know if... The, I'm sure they're still friendly because, again, it wasn't... Wouldn't it be great if we secretly found out Ben's been ghostwriting with her? Oh like, my god, secretly? wouldn't that be something else? Plus, there's all those other demos that like they wrote together and yeah. recorded that have never seen the light of day. Yeah. So you never know. Mariah, what's up with those? I bet she hooked him up. Oh, I'm sure there. I'm sure there was a great severance package in there with him. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully he got something out of it. Oh, by the way, have you seen that video on YouTube? And it's like someone pushing play on a cassette recorder, and it's yes, like a little uh, and they're like, montage? oh, these are like the. Um, it's like the demo tape. a demo tape, like recordings from the original demo tape. I'm sort of skeptical. Skeptical? <laughs> skeptical. <laughs> I'm skeptical on that only because for me, I'm not quite sure what was on that, that the demo. The original demo. I think Mariah said there were five songs on it. Hmm. And I don't know what those five songs are a lot of people think vision of love was on it but i'm like i don't know i think vision of love was written right after mm -hmm. she got signed mm -hmm. because vision of love is all about you know her love and for music and this finally happening mm. like she dreamed of this vision of love mm. for her career like that's really what the song is about mm -hmm. you know so i think that came after but i think a lot of people are like Vision Level was actually on it. I don't know. On the this, that, and the other, and on the demo tape. So I'm not quite sure. I think there's still a little, which is why I'm skeptical. Right. Because I don't know. But, um, but if looks, somebody it had it, if, it yeah. I mean, it definitely sounds good and it sounds like it's stripped down. Yeah, I hope they don't remaster it. I hope they give it like that old right. timey cassette feel. Exactly. Like, don't HD it up. Leave don't. It, leave don't it do it. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, and here's a little tidbit of information for you guys who don't know um, a lot about the recording of this. When she brought the original, like, demo recording, a vision of love to the label and they're like okay this is great we'll put it on the album um but here let's work with this producer guy this that and the other and mariah was not happy with the production of that song she's like it's too overproduced mm -hmm. um but she was able to get them to include some of the original de demo vocals oh. so all of the background vocals that you hear in Vision of Love are actually from the demo tape. Hmm. Especially that when, like, towards, like, uh, the middle or bridge of the song, mm -hmm. when Mariah sort of calls back in her own voice in the background, yeah. like the high note, for instance. Right. All those vocals are from the original demo. Oh, wow.
so she was able to work that in. But like the the lead vocal and the production, but those of those backing vocals were originally from. Oh wow! Yeah. So I'm like, you know, there goes Mariah trying to do what she can from day one. Uh, from day one. But having said that, um, I found this really interesting quote from Don Einer, who was the president of. Uh, Sony Records, uh-huh. which was like the father or parent company to Columbia, which Tommy Matola ran, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and it just goes to show that from the very beginning, Mariah was so young and she was so ambitious, but she had no idea what she was getting into. Like, she had no clue because, like, all she wants to do is just sing, write, mm-hmm. and, you know. She thinks it's all like fairy tales, this, that, and the other. But mm-hmm. she, little did she know, in the next few years, she it's was going business. to. This is a business, honey. Yeah. So I found this quote from him, um, and I forget who he told it to, but um, what he says is, "quote For this particular time, she is my number one priority. We don't look at her as a dance pop artist. We look at her as a franchise. Wow. And th- that speaks volumes, I think, to." Um, you know, Mariah's career, at least up until maybe 97, Mm -hmm. like where she was finally old enough and she finally was in the business long enough to really realize that she is just, she's a pawn Mm -hmm. and she's just a moneymaker. I mean, they do that to everybody nowadays. I mean, everybody out there nowadays is just manufactured and everybody's just the product. Especially their first albums, you can really tell. Second albums now are just completely different. Exactly. It's it's very interesting. So it's like, this is not something that just happened to Mariah, but I think just because because it was such a big, they they really put a lot of money into the promotion, marketing, and you know the grooming of Mariah. Like this is going to be Mariah Carey. We're making you a product. But you know, what? I feel like Mariah was is was one of the first people to speak out about it. Definitely, like she wasn't quiet. She, she was not, not quiet. She was like, I, you know, I. This is what's happening. This is what I want. I. We always knew that she was unhappy with the label and what got mm-hmm. released. Mm-hmm. And, this and that. Like, she never just played along, like, oh, no, right. everything's so great. I love it. Love it. Ah, poor Mariah. But back to this big, beautiful album, the one saving grace, I think, on this whole album is the song Vanishing. It's a great song. It's a great song. And, and her voice is so, like, amazingly uh, fresh. First of all. Fluid. Oh, my God. Soaring. You, you know, yeah. and when if you don't know Vanishing, you've got to listen to it. I'm sure most of you do. Um, because to this day, when Mariah does reference the debut album, mm. um, or when she's asked, oh, what songs from your past do you wish were uh, singles mm-hmm. that weren't? She will always mention Vanishing. If mm-hmm. she mentions anything off the debut album, it's Vanishing. Mm-hmm. She still does to this day. It's because that was the one and only song that she was actually allowed to produce by herself. Mm-hmm. So it's just Mariah. She wrote it. Piano. And everything is just all Mariah. So I think that has a special spot in her heart. Um, and it's I definitely love it distinctive too. on the album, album, too. Definitely. I think... Because it's so stripped down, it makes it almost a timeless yeah. song. Uh-huh. It's so much more mature than what you would think a 19, 20-year-old woman would be singing. I mean, look at yeah. what they are singing now. Good God, bless these children out there today. Somebody help them. Yeah. Um, but that song still stands the test of time. Yeah. Whereas some of the other songs on the albums, they, they do sort of... Uh, fall into that category of outdated. Yeah, they have that cheesy 90s. That cheesy 90s, early early 90s, 90s, late 80s, that whole sort of like vibe. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, but again, that's probably why this is not Mariah's favorite album because that wasn't Mariah's choice. Like if she did it, she would have done everything stripped down. And Mariah's music doesn't really have like a time like her new stuff. You can listen to that whenever. Mm -hmm. It's still still good Mm -hmm. hip hop, R&B, Esque yeah. music. Even this things, has a feel even, yeah. even things like emotions and things like fantasy, yeah. they still hold up. Mm-hmm. Dream Lover mm-hmm. still holds up in today's world mm-hmm. of music. Like, it's still... Um, but this first album, really the only ones that stand up still, I think, are the four singles. Vision of Love. Vision of Love stands up. Love Takes Time. Um, someday and I well someday, someday I don't want to cry are questionable they're pretty 90s they're pretty someday. 90s but the way that she sings them now for instance in Vegas mm. I think they do stand up very well because she oh, changed yeah, the yeah, production yeah. of them a little bit yeah so 
I think the songs have always had great structure to them. Yeah. It was just sort of the production work that wasn't good. Mm -hmm. So, like, she worked to add those to her set list now. I think she could totally pull them off. Yeah. I mean, we know they're for the nostalgia, but... Yeah. She could contemporaryize them, if that's a word. You know what I mean? Did something weird happen with I Don't Want to Cry? Like, it got left off the number ones album or something? I don't think so. Am I making that up? I think you're making that up, or they did that in uh, your country. I don't think so. Something happened with it. Let me look into that. You'll have to look into it. The only thing that I know was from the debut album, that Love Takes Time, they added at the very, very last second. Yeah, and that's how... Yeah. No, I wasn't thinking of that. That's not what you're thinking of. Okay. (laughs) Something completely different. But that's how that rare collection of albums got right, released. Exactly. That does not have that. That doesn't have it listed on the packaging. Where are those albums? Oh, I had them. Oh, you had one of the original? Oh, yes. I had I had actually two. You had two of those? I had two. I had just finished my album, and I was out promoting it on sort of a little mini tour. And I went home one weekend and wrote a song with my writing partner, Ben Margulies, called Love Takes Time. And I went to the next city, and it was just sort of business as usual. My record was being mastered. It was actually it was mastered, and it was ready. It was being pressed, and so I was all excited. And I just said um, to one of the executives from the label here, "Listen to this. This is what I'm starting to write for my next album." And a bunch of them sat around and they listened to it. And one of them looked up at me and said, "This is a number one record. You have to put this on this album." And I was like, "No!" It took me so long to finish the first album, and I was just like, "I'm done with this finally." And then I had to go back into the studio. Luckily, I took their advice because "Love Takes Time" became my second number one single. So, thank God I did it. I lost them in the fire, but I had them, and I actually had one of them autographed by Mariah. And it was like, no. seriously, it was super, super. You can't find very many of these even out on eBay. But it was. Um, a cardboard case like it wasn't like a, a seed regular jewel case it was like cardboard it had all different kinds of pictures in it and had like a, a, a open letter to from mariah printed on it and unfolded into a big picture of her with that microphone the classic picture oh really and in 2001 i saw mariah on trl and then she, she like i wanted an autograph from her and she uh handed it i there was a crowd of people and i was holding it and i kept saying mariah mariah can you sign can you sign and like she couldn't reach it because like she was a little far away but she saw it and she uh stopped her bodyguard and she was like hold on can you grab that for me no way uh so she got it she opens it up and she's like oh my god i've never seen one of these before no and i was like oh my god yeah uh-huh and she signed it <laughs> we gotta give it back i was like give it back hurry give it back <laughs> um and i actually found the only reason i found that is because i found an old record store oh. i bought it at a used record store i love that yeah and it doesn't have the love takes time on it and it's because it's like one of the first like thousand copies printed wow yeah they're super rare wow. but oh my god it's amazing Ooh, I love it. I love it. Because even Mariah was like, um, oh my God. I was like, yeah, Mariah, got you. I wonder what she has in her collection. <laughs> I know. I right? the stuff she just. Do you think just... she has like a stack of like her own CDs? I mean, she has I would. to. Yeah, right? I totally would. You know she does. But then she's finding stuff that she doesn't even have. Especially in the right. beginning. Wouldn't you like send me one of everything? I want everything. Ten of like, everything, I yeah. Keep, I like put it in storage. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I but not. I think over the years, like things probably get lost and shuffled she around. She probably does have it. She just forgot hasn't about it. seen it or, yeah. you know, whatever. It's probably in her collection somewhere. Exactly. But, you know, so it's really interesting, um, that whole, like, last-minute edition of Love Takes Time. Because mm-hmm. Love Takes Time then went on to become A number one. her second number one. Yeah. Um, so thank God they added it to the uh, track listing at the very last moment. Yeah. So all the first pressings of that CD don't have it listed, but it's there. It's like on the CD. It's just not on the package. I've always wanted one of those. Oh, my God. They're out there. And isn't there another one, another pressing where it's the album and like a interview disc or something there is an interview disc but i don't know if it was packaged together but there is like an interview disc like a promotional interview disc yeah um which i have listened to again recently because you can find it online Hmm. um and i i must say it was a little boring Hmm. (laughs) so there's not much good in there what you gonna talk about again i mean because well if we're talking about the same interview disc it is literally the interview she did the day before uh, she was going to make her first appearance on the Arsenio Hall show. 
Oh. So it was like a, like she, nobody knew who she was. Mm -hmm. Like literally, like you can even tell like in her voice, like she's like, it's like, wow, this is weird. People interviewing me, like what the, what am I supposed to say? You know, cause she's so brand new. Yeah. Um, which I guess will bring me to the uh, money and the marketing that they've put into this album. Yeah. They put so much money into this and they put Mariah right front and center for this album and the promotion of this album. Um, like she made her debut television appearance on the Arsenio Hall show. That was like the biggest late night talk show ever. And that was like her grand entrance here in America, here in America. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the other countries are like. <laughs> I don't know if it's Hey Hey Saturday, Hey Hey Monday, Sabado Gigante. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think it took a while for Mariah to leak out around the world. I, oh, I definitely think so. I think um, it's not like today where you can release uh, you release something, something on iTunes worldwide. And the whole world has it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it was a very different day and age. Mm-hmm. So I know that they probably strategically were, you know, slowly building her up to be a global artist. Now, wasn't her first. TV appearance that when she did the national anthem. Okay. It was, they were three days apart from each other, but her national television debut was the Arsenio Hall show. And then three days later, she did that NBA final, Mm -hmm. I believe. Or is it the other way around? I should have done my homework. Now I'm thinking either way, they're three days apart. Right. She did that. And then she did the national, not the national anthem. Um, what's the other American song? (laughs) Spangled Banner. No, that's the national anthem. Gosh, I wish I wasn't so old. My memory's going. The one, the national America, the beautiful one, that one, the national America, the beautiful. (laughs) Did she sing that the Super Bowl? All these after no, that's the national anthem. Oh, okay. Oh my goodness. Okay, Martin. There's like, there's a couple. Just of speaking different... as a foreigner, we don't you always don't have two songs <laughs> as well. We only have one song. Okay. Well, officially, there is just one song, which is the national anthem, the Star Spangled Banner. That's it. Okay. <laughs> but then, but then you guys sing that other song. Like, wait, is that the national anthem? No. <laughs> I don't know why they do that. Um, I don't know. The Purple Majesty, whatever, however the song goes. But she sings it. They sing that sometimes. I don't know why they sing that. Who knows? I'm a bad American. But they sing that song. Why does it get confused which one's the national anthem? They both are in my mind. Okay, well, there's only one official. But that's fine. (laughs) Anyways, she sang that song at one of the biggest, like, sporting events. And... Like 14 million people were watching. Yeah. Nobody knew who she was. And she hits that high note, which is, there's not a high note in that song. Mm. Like, whereas the national anthem, you do usually like go up like an octave or mm-hmm. like a key or something. I don't know what it's called. Mm-hmm. So, like, when Mariah sings the national anthem, she always puts that high note in there because that's just naturally where you go. Right. With the America the Beautiful, there really is no high note in there. So, for her to like switch it and do that, like, she cemented herself. Like, mm. it was just crazy. Like, people, like, the whole arena was buzzing. I never sung in front of that many people and I was really nervous and when I watch it now it's like this incredible feeling because I went up to the high note at the middle of from sea to shining sea and the whole crowd really really responded to it and nobody knew who I was at all and like when I watch the responses of the basketball players that was a special time for me The palace now has a queen, and the goosebumps will continue. It's crazy. Yeah. And not to be shady, but when you listen, I just listened to the first album, you forget how big her voice was. Exactly. Like, it's, oh, my it's God. It's not like that anymore. It's not like that anymore, but I think... Which like, is fine. Like, which is much, fine, because, um, you know, you, when you're she, old... First of all, if you really want me to say the truth, like, she performed Vision of Love 
hundreds of times, you know, in her career. But I'll tell you my very favorite performance of Vision of Love is from 2005 BET. Mm. Um, I think it was called The Blueprint special oh yeah because she has such a more her voice is so much more round yeah so much more full and i like it that way Mm -hmm. like in those early days i think she was a little like it was a little too crisp for me like i like a little husk i love the performance that she just did of vision of love on kelly and michael yeah, with when she with, yeah, with it, she sounded great, amazing, amazing. I like when she sings "Vision of Love" in today's voice, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to get yeah, back then. But her voice was—I mean, her voice is still. No one can sing a Mariah song. No, no one. Nobody. Like, I know, like people try and this, that, and the other. But let me tell you, and you know, no disrespect. R.I.P. Whitney Houston, mm. one of the greatest singers, and there's millions of great female singers out there. But this is what I've always said. I've always said, Mariah can sing a Whitney Houston song. Mm -hmm. We haven't heard that yet, but we just know it's possible. Whitney Houston could never sing a Mariah song. I mean, literally, there's no one who can sing a Mariah song the way that Mariah sings it. Yeah. Like, yes, you could sing the lyrics, you can sing that, but the nuance... And the there's subtlety. There's almost a, also the, the emotion that comes out of Mariah when she exactly. sings her songs. Because she writes them nobody, for herself. Nobody like, can no touch one it. can match that. No. So Whitney could never sing a song like Vanishing. Yeah. Like it's just impossible. Mm-hmm. And and that just shows that like Mariah is just one of a kind. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's why I love it. And like with this debut album, she really set a precedence. Yeah. I think what I really noticed was that her voice was so fluid, like it could just switch oh, notes just and gears. Up, down, and blah, blah, blah. Without you can just tell she's not even thinking about like Yeah. It was, it was just so, so easy. Yeah. It was so easy for her. You know, but that's all right. Yeah, I, yeah. And I love going back and listening to these early, early songs for that reason because mm-hmm. it was just so effortless. Mm-hmm. Effortless. Mm. And I love it. I can't get enough of it. But, so, I mean, she had huge success with these four singles. Yeah. Right? Now, she didn't like her videos for any of them. No. Like, I think we were talking just the other day. It was not until Dream Lover. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that she, that she was like, started to like them. That she started to like her videos. They're pretty cheesy. And, like, I mean, they're like 90s. Yeah. Like, yeah, when you look back at, like, songs like I Don't Want to Cry video... Or even someday. Yeah, do you, remember, do you remember just recently she was doing those like behind the scene commentaries on oh, each right. video? And mm-hmm. someday she just was like, I'll let the lambs yeah, talk about it. She didn't she, I she don't know her. Yeah. <laughs> she hates that video. I mean, but she was doing what she had to do because they were like, you know, the label, grooming, made, the grooming. label makes these decisions. The label makes these decisions. Yes. <laughs> um, but, you know, it is what it is. And she did the best she could with what she had. Yeah. Um, but, like, you know, she was growing still as an artist. I don't know. And, yeah, the Vision of Love video is kind of iconic now. Like that. Right. Her in the big, you weird know. Weird scene with the sunset and the tree in the yeah. back. In the giant window. And she's, like, on the swing with the cat or something. And why is she, like, a little midget in that big giant window? I don't know what they... I th- I'm not quite sure. It's kind of odd. It's I like a it dream was, sequence or something. Or, like, it? maybe she's, like, looking up at God or something. But did you notice that in that video, it's kind of, like, the same setting as the butterfly video? No. The, the house, the staircase, and she's holding oh. the bars and in the country. Okay. Butterfly, she's escaping that. I see that now. I never, never saw it like that. You know, you opening up our minds. Yes. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so that could be like a total, like, come around Like she moment. was escaping getting yeah. out of that house. Yeah. And she definitely, oh, remember when she was getting out of Sing Sing? Yeah. I, I think mean, that was Sing Sing, yeah. But that wasn't in Sing Sing. No, but I think that, right. that represented it was sort of that. like, yeah, her breaking free yeah. from that. Oh, my God, yeah. That's so interesting. But that was the second version of the video for Love Takes Time. Because they... they Vision of Love. Yes. Sorry, Love Takes Time is like oh, my yeah. favorite album, but there is another, favorite song. What's the first version? No one's ever seen it before. Oh, really? They, they totally scrapped it. They spent like... 
hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars on it, and then they scrapped it because... Which in the day would have been millions. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Like, if it was nowadays, it would have been millions of dollars. Yeah. But that was still big, huge money back then. It was a lot then. of money. Um, but apparently, Mariah said that, like, the director, whoever it was, I'm not quite sure, had her on a bed in her bra or something, and... Oh. Obviously, the label makes these decisions, and they didn't want her. <laughs> it was probably her idea. It probably actually was her idea, because she's like, I'm surprised they didn't have her, like, she didn't make them put her in a bathtub or something, because yeah. you know Mariah's like, shoot me in the bathtub. I, yeah. I got this. Like, put, turn the lights on, put the camera on, I'll jump in the bathtub. Uh-huh. It'll be great. Yeah. But, <laughs> so I think they had to re, they had to reshoot that for Vision of Love, but... You know, uh, but I love the Love Takes Time video. It's black and white. Oh, yeah. It's just her on a beach. She's depressed. Yep. Oh, my God. And in her rap. Great. In her little rap. Yeah. Oh, it's just beautiful. It's very simple. Yeah. But then when you get to like, um, now overseas, they did release There's Gotta Be a Way. There's Got to Be a Way. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like um, that song. I love that song. But the video is probably one of the cheesiest videos oh, I've no. ever seen. Like, um, but anyways, so, uh, when you look at the album's overall success, there's no way that you can deny what this album did, not only for her career, but for music and for generations to come mm. that now all want to sing like Mariah and can't and can't obviously like yeah. you, a voice like Mariah's you, that's once in a lifetime. Sorry. Yeah. There's beautiful singers out there. There's people with amazing talent, but there's only one Mariah. Sorry. Yeah, it's kind of scary. I was listening to a bunch of... I was in the wormhole last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I found this video of people singing Mariah's songs. And nobody can do it. Nobody can nobody, do it. Nobody can nobody do it. Can and do it's it. scary that she's the only one that can she do it. She really that. is the only one because, again, when she writes her songs, she writes them for her and her voice. Yeah. So, number one, she has the emotion and the feeling behind it. Number two, she knows what her voice can do and how to make certain lyrics sound a specific way yeah. because she knows herself and how her voice works and how it sounds. So when she sings certain, like, you know, phrases or lyrics, she makes it sound a way that no one else can because it's just so distinctly her. Like, she's so unique. And and she has been doing it since the very, very Very beginning. beginning. Like, that's it. That's why she does this. Mm -hmm. I don't think she would do this if she, you know, couldn't write her own music. Mm. Okay, so when Mariah was getting first signed to an album deal, you know, she was shopping around all her demos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She wanted... Warner almost got her, right? Exactly. Which was so interesting. And this is why she ended up where she ended up, because Warner Brothers was going to take... I believe it was All In Your Mind, mm. uh, which was on her original demo. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they were going to use it for a movie. I believe the movie's called Stand By Me oh. uh, on the soundtrack wow. for that movie. Yeah. And they were going to sign her then to like a full um, a record deal. But at the same time, that's when Brenda brought her to the party. So she almost had like this tug of war. And what ultimately won this tug of war for uh, Sony Music and Tommy Mottola was like, Tommy's like, okay, I'll give you the ability to write, you Um. know, and Warner Brothers wasn't going to let her do that. Wow. So that was like, boom, that's where she's going. Yeah. And I mean, look at it now. I mean, boom. Who wouldn't known that her album, like, would really blow up like that? I mean, here in America, even though I was very young, I know, like, Mariah was it. Like, Mm -hmm. that was it. This album did so much. I mean, not only was this the first debut album to have four number one singles. Mm Mm-hmm. One after another, after another, after another. Mariah actually holds the record. I still believe she holds the record for five consecutive number one singles. Her first five consecutive number one mm-hmm. singles, because then her next single, Emotions, went number one, too. Um, so that makes five. But from a debut album, four number one singles mm-hmm. is unheard of. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. It's absolutely huge. I mean, this album... So especially ones that she also wrote. Oh, exactly. You know what I mean? She uh, hello. She wrote this whole album. Yeah. Cuz they're making a four they're making number a, one singles. Yeah, they're making a deal of like Rihanna's got all these hits now. It's like Rihanna right. doesn't it's, write. Yeah, she doesn't write and produce. I mean, I think it was Katy Perry had four number one singles from an album. Oh yeah, like recently, her Teenage right? Dream yeah. album, but that was her second album. Hmm. 
So, yeah, when you can do this on your debut, Mm -hmm. that speaks volumes. Mm -hmm. Like, that's huge. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, crazy to think six months after this album was out, maybe six to eight months after this album was out, there she was winning two Grammy Awards. Right. Like, right out the gate. Yeah. Like, that's unheard of. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. You think of like, you know, and I know the Grammy rules and regulations have changed over the years, but like for someone who's brand new, not even been out a year to win best new artist, that doesn't happen anymore because like the cutoff dates now are different. So like if somebody wins best new artist at the Grammys nowadays, it's because they came out two years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. everything sort of has like a back lag to it. But back in the day, oh, it was like boom, boom. But I bet the Grammys at the time, because they had the Millie Vanilli scandal. Right before, so the year before. eyes and Mariah, like, give her the Give her, <laughs> give her. She's real yes. talent. Yes. Um, yeah, she was nominated for a couple of things that year, but uh, she only won two. Uh, Best New Artist and uh, Female Vocal for Vision of Love, mm. which, are, which is great. I can't imagine mm-hmm. anyone else winning against Vision of Love. Because that was it. Yeah. That was it. Um, But essentially, this album, it did a lot. 11 weeks at number one. Yeah. 11 weeks. That's impressive. That's impressive. Today, to date, in America, this has sold 9 million copies. It's just shy of its diamond status. Oh, really? Which is 10 million copies. Oh, wow. Um, So eventually, one of these near years, it will be recertified. And um, she'll get that uh, third Diamond album. Are they doing something festive? They're doing nothing for it, right? No, I think they should do a re-release or something for the 25th anniversary, like a box set, you know, or something. They need to make that demo a double disc. Oh, my God. Wouldn't that be the the best 25th anniversary thing ever? Yes. Well, like I said, I don't hate the album. There's obviously some impressive things, and it's the the launch pad for her career it just isn't it isn't the mariah that you love i can appreciate it though yeah there's definitely appreciation needed for it i think that you know there's two classes of lambs when the, when we we're talking about like the debut album and maybe three classes like there's people like me that feel so nostalgic to it and you know love the songs i love takes time is really one of my favorite all time's favorite songs and now that she's singing it mm. in vegas i like am dying um so i have that nostalgic um connection to it mm-hmm because I was listening to it when I was like eight years old, like thinking, oh my God, who is this great woman? I've never heard anything like it. Yeah. Um, and then there's the second category, which is sort of like lambs like you who are like, yeah, it's a great album, but like, I like Mariah when it's like real Mariah. Yeah. You know, like the, what is it? The farm fresh eggs? The, um, the free range. <laughs> free range. Free range Mariah. Out of the cage. Free range, out of the cage, yeah. you know, able to give us everything, mm-hmm. you know, like when she's giving us, you know, exactly what she wants. Yeah. Um, and then I think there's maybe a third class of like younger lambs, like who are like age 15 and younger who love Mariah, who like can't connect with that album because number one they're too young and number two they just don't have the uh, nostalgic co- connection yeah. yeah like you know what i mean i think the nostalgia comes in when you jump on the ride with mariah mm-hmm. like for me i'm so nostalgic about the butterfly album and honey the honey video right. like all right. of that is nostalgic for me when i can rewatch that i'm like oh my god i remember it brings you back to yeah. the, my memories and the places that's where my nostalgia kicks in see mine starts earlier that's why maybe i love it more than you yeah well for the younger lambs if they're joining in at emancipation right i think that's just where that's they, just where their <laughs> begins that's that's the, the the span of their nostalgia yeah. only goes back that far which is really a shame so i hope you lambs out there uh love well, talking about this album and go back and revisit it and you know discover to, it di- rediscover yeah. it and try to like forget about the cheesy production of it mm. think of like the song structures the st- song lyrics the the listen melodies to, listen to her, listen to her and voice just listen to her voice i mean that's what, what this doing. album really is all about yeah um and so i think for me it just stands up there it's, i'm sure it's that, great yeah i'm sure they're going to be lambs that go back and re-listen to it and maybe they realize they do like it I'm sure there's a whole spectrum. Of um, there's a whole spectrum. Lambs. I'm just I'm I'm there with the with the album. It was like life changing for me because like I was like oh my god. Oh really? You know what I mean? Like yeah. 
vision of love first hearing that and i'm like and you never heard any other mariah song before uh-huh. like and vision of love is like the first one you're like oh my god this is like this, the bitch is changing the game well guys tell us what you think do you like the album are you nostalgic about it do right you hate what, it? what category of lamb do you fall into are you like me yeah that like loves it because you were like eight years old uh jamming out to it like on your little boom box or you're like me we joined the party a bit late and this is just one of her early pieces yeah okay all right remember remember those days remember back in time <laughs> this is a back in time back in time yeah that i mean it i there's so much to talk about with the debut album yet not a lot because a lot of us were young mm-hmm. that's why i always kept saying to myself oh my god i really wish i was like 10 years older Right. When she came out. Just to get you Just conscious. so I could really, like, remember yeah. a lot of things. Because, mm-hmm. like, you, when you, like, sort of, like, discovered her in 1999, you were old enough to go back and, like, remember all of those things. I've sort of always had it growing up, mm. but I never thought, like, oh, I have to remember this. Right. You know what I mean? It was just there. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would have loved to have been older so I really could, like, take things in. Right. But this album is really outstanding. It's really, the singles from it are amazing. I mean, it's sold 15 million. It's probably one of the most successful debut albums. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is her debut album. It's crazy. That's insane. This is crazy how mature it is. I know. Like a little girl. A tiny little baby Mariah. Yeah. I know. I say the same thing with the Emotions album. I think the Emotions album is so well beyond her years. Mm-hmm. Of being a 20-year-old woman. Mm -hmm. So crazy. She's fresh out of high school. She gets signed. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. It's a whirlwind. Mm -hmm. A whirlwind. And look at her 27 years later. Mm -hmm. It is mind-blowing what she's done and accomplished. Yeah. It really is. I love it. It's insane. Very few people can have careers that last that long. Well, she's a phenomenon. Yeah. She's one of a kind. Yeah, you can't deny it. Even if you, like, cut out the last five years... Ended it at 1999, Rainbow. Phenomenon. It's like one person to just dominate the 90s, a whole decade. It's insane. Yeah. You know, she's the only artist to ever have a number one single in every year of a, a decade. Yeah. That's crazy. She had more than one number one single. Mm-hmm. Some years she had three. Mm-hmm. Could you believe her? I know. <laughs> she was giving us too much. I know. She was giving us really too much, but... Anyways, I just love the debut album for the nostalgia. Every once in a while, I do go back and re-listen to the whole thing. Like, this is the 27th. I probably listen to the whole thing through and through one at least once a year, like, during, you know, this anniversary, anniversary moments. So, I love it. I love it. I think the singles are all great. Love Takes Time is still one of my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. She just needs to put that permanently in the set list. They need to of just, performing. They need to really do something with it. I know. Even if it's like a museum feature somewhere random. Yeah. Like get all the scrap, the notebooks and the demos and the anything. Anything and everything. And like make a thing out of it. I mean. Iconic. It iconic really is. Music history. It's such a great initial statement yeah. to put out there. Do something in the, um, the new Smithsonian African American Museum. Yeah. Have a whole exhibition about it. Yeah. Or the Grammy Museum. Yeah. Something. Where's that black dress at now? Exactly. I bet she still has it. You know she does. You think? Oh, yes. She keeps everything, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You saw her closet. Mm-hmm. She still had all those things. Mm-hmm. The heartbreaker jeans. Mm-hmm. The lover boy boots. Mm. She still has that black dress, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And maybe, and, or maybe not, because those were like pre-Tommy... They were pre-divorce. Post-divorce, I'm sure she still has, like, most of her stuff. Yeah. The iconic pieces of things. Mm, Who knows? But anyways, for the nostalgia, we just gave you a little back in time. Yeah. That's it. Well, we hope you enjoyed it. Um, Give us all your feedback on what you think about the debut album. Yeah. And don't forget that this show is supported by the listeners. Yes, it is. So head over to patreon.com. You can pledge as little as a dollar. Keep the show ad-free, and you also get bonus content over there. Yes. You can so, also um, support the show for free by going to iTunes and leaving us a review. 
That is true. All of that is true. But the direct link to donate is patreon.com slash the Mariah Report. And it's spelled a little funny. It's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Yeah. Dot com. Patreon. Right? Yeah. Yeah. P- yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I just spell it. Go to our website. Go to Mariah Carey. The, <laughs> go to MariahCarey.com. Go to, <laughs> go to uh, TheMariahReport.com and there's a link. You'll find there's it a link. in the description under the episode. Right. Or it will be on your, in a link on your iTunes as well. Oh, yeah. Everywhere. It's You'll there, right? It. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, wait, who's our tech guy? Is it there? Oh, wait, Martin, you're our tech guy. Is it there? It's somewhere. You'll find it's it. somewhere. So please, pledge a dollar. Yeah, and we more. appreciate it. We put up fun things mm-hmm. every every month. We will be putting things up there. We'll be giving you behind the scenes, yeah. in front of the scenes, and extra scenes. All the, all the scenes. Everything. Uh, okay, guys. Thanks All right, for, thanks. Uh, thanks for listening, and see you later. Bye.